Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and we're at another amazing week of Grow Your Ramflinch Tree. So since the last episode happened, uh, in my life what happened is last weekend I took a drive over to Vegas with my wife and got her really uh, comfortable in front of the camera, and now she's off live streaming and doing like fun fashion shows and everything and she's really excited about live streaming every day which is kind of awesome so if you want to check all those out uh, you can follow her on twitter at caveman syndrome uh what else happened oh i found uh, my package that came in from mcdonald's with um five coupons to try their bacon products and by the time i finally found it they were all expired so that's kind of sad boo-hoo-hoo Anyway, it was nice at McDonald's to send those over. And this next weekend, I'll be driving up to San Francisco and then I'm stopping at uh, Montecito on the way to meet a friend at their country club, which is so nice of them. They're going to take us out for lunch over there. And then on the way up to San, San Francisco, we're going to eat at Sandtown, which has double deep fried chicken wings. Yay! Then on Monday, I'll be doing a talk at uh, Salesforce, which is cool. They're going to feed us Korean food because we're Korean. And then um, now we're here today, and we have Alyssa Carpenter on the line with us. Alyssa has been a prior guest to this show. She has a company called Everything's uh, Not Okay, but that, that's okay. And um, we're going to do a little personal branding consult. For the people who don't remember you from the show from the last time you were on, Alyssa, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure, and thanks for having me. I am a multi-generational workforce expert. So I work with companies and organizations to help them break down communication barriers. And a lot of it actually is about generations and job functions and just virtual spaces, trying to get people together um, who think, who act, and who experience differently from them. Cool. And then you've been doing this for about how long? Um, I'm trying to think about a little over two years, full time at this point. That's awesome. And then um, you've picked up a lot of media along the way because of what you do, right? Yes, I have. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Busy, a lot of fun. Cool. And then, um, how's clients been? Have they been easy to land or difficult, or what's that experience been like? Um, I've honestly feel really fortunate. So my business started off being more of career coaching. So helping young professionals to mid professionals in that space. So either getting their first job or getting a promotion. And I don't do that as much anymore. And it's because companies and HR leaders were reaching out to me to do keynote speaking and facilitating training. So I've been, I feel really fortunate in that space that people have been, you know, continuously reaching out. I have just a lot of upcoming projects, so it's been pretty consistent. Oh, wow. So basically you were going out there and originally you were helping people on a one-on-one basis. Then companies Mm -hmm. kind of recognized what you did and they were like, hey, come on board and do like a training or a workshop over at our company and speak to us. Exactly, because I was helping young professionals set themselves apart and really stand out in the workplace. And then executives, C-suite executives were kind of wondering, how do you work with them? What am I missing? What are the communication gaps and barriers? And how can we really recruit these people and and retain them? So that kind of shifted the focus a lot of my business. Oh, wow. That's so cool. And then all these people are you. You're not even looking for them, right? Not at first. But now that's – I love it. I'd rather do that. Um, It's been – just a great, great experience. I love training and I love speaking to different groups and it's different all the time. So that's been just awesome. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I mean, last time oh, we, thank were, you. I think we were, last time we talked, I think you were really uh, doing the coaching, right? Yeah, it could be. I'm trying to think of when I made the shift and sometimes I'll still take on some coaching clients, but it's, it's nothing like it was before my, 
my primary income really is from speaking and training engagements with companies. Cool. Well, I mean, a lot of big things are happening for you lately. Um, why did you feel that you needed like a personal branding consult? It's so funny because I may be able to do this for someone else, but it's very hard for me to take a look at my social media and my website and see if it's consistent. Is it, does it really show because I started as doing more of career coaching? Does it really show that I'm more facilitating and speaking? Is that aligned and is it actually match the audience? Like when you come to my website, do you know what you're looking for? It's hard for me to take a kind of a bird's eye view when I'm just in it. Understandable, and it kind of makes sense. Like, even I need help a lot of times when it comes to my own content, and then Ryan needs help with his own content. But when we look at someone else, it's like, oh, yeah, this is so easy. <laughs> it's like a weird thing where, like, looking at your own stuff, it's like, oh, my gosh, what should I do? And uh, I think that's just a resounding problem that we find with a lot of our clients and with ourselves, too. It's just hard to take that uh, look at ourselves to really figure out what we're doing and what we could be doing better. So yeah, the good thing is um, now we know uh, what kind of positioning that you want to do, really um, catering your uh, content towards the companies. Um, when you talk to these companies and they first reach out to you, do you ever ask them, what made them reach out to you or what piece of content they first discovered about you to really uh, figure out how this, these results are happening? I should be more consistent about it. Some people will note it in a phone call or an email. I found you on LinkedIn or, and share the, or the post or some other information or if it was a referral, they'll give me the specific name. But if they don't, um, I'm not... I should. I'm not as consistent about asking where did you get my information from. Um, and as of right now, just from an estimate, you're uh, assuming a lot of it comes in from like LinkedIn? Um, it's funny. Some are from LinkedIn. A lot are referrals or if I speak at a large conference that, for example, a human resource conference, They'll note that I spoke, you know, there, and that could be, you know, 50 people from that conference are then reaching out. So it, it's not one particular space. In terms of social media specifically, at this point, it's probably LinkedIn and Twitter where mm -hmm. the most of my business would come from out of all the platforms. Cool. And right now what you're doing on those platforms is you're sharing articles, you're sharing uh, quick videos that you do and things like that, right? Yes. Awesome. And um, do you share any like personal content or not really? I share some stuff. I never know what people are interested in. I reveal a little bit about business and my family, but I wasn't sure sometimes how far personal to go. Yeah, that's understandable, especially when uh, you've been used to creating business kind of content for such a long time and you get put into that box. Uh, so I'm just taking a look over your website right now, and uh, from the first page, it's set up pretty well from your positioning where it really highlights what you do now, like the keynote speaking, the work for uh, the generational, multi-generational um, Work stuff that I can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that looks pretty good. Um, I'm looking at your bio right now. And um, in regards to what you do, it's pretty clear. Um, I, I think some things that would help make it a little bit easier for companies to hire you when it comes to your bio is the signing in some uh, personal elements into it. Uh, more about like who you are, how you ended up here, um, why you find it so, wh why you're so passionate about what you're doing now, and things like that. Okay. Like uh, on this call, you you kind of talked about like how exciting it is to do these keynotes and how exciting it is to go into companies and do these workshops. Um, maybe if you talked about like why it was exciting to do some of that, then then um, <clears throat> that excitement will be contagious when someone else reads your page. They'll be like, oh, wow, 
um, she is really passionate about this. I do want to work with her in this um, mm-hmm. on this. And Great, yeah. Yeah. Another cool thing that you could do is um, talk about your journey of how you got into this, like why you even started everything is not okay, but it's okay, kind of like on our first radio show where you talked about the passion behind it and how you realized that not everyone is okay and people do feel sad, people do feel down at times, and people aren't always happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think that's kind of like what we discussed on our first call, our first radio show about yeah. a year ago, where um, you found this overarching problem, and then your whole goal was to go out there and talk to the people who were having these problems, and maybe that's because that could have been because of these um, multicultural differences, where our generational or cultural differences, where. I mean, someone in their 50s is definitely not like someone like me, and someone in their teens is definitely not like me either in regards to like how mm-hmm. we think and stuff. So I, I think if you add some of that journey and some of that personal passion and what you were seeing behind it, it just makes you that much more powerful when someone walks into your uh, website and then reads more up about you because... Um, um, like, if you think about, like, the investor space, when venture capitalists, angel investors, and all these other people go and invest into companies on, like, Shark Tank or in real life, what they're really doing is they're really buying into you, not so much what you do, but you first, then what you do. And if I was looking at you and I wanted to um, work with you, I mean, sure, it's great that you've worked with uh, Fortune 500 companies and everything, but then I can't see that passion there, right? Mm-hmm. And that reason why you got involved. And it's going to kind of make you blend in with everyone else who's been maybe speaking for like 20 years and doesn't have that passion and is just good at it. But, I mean, when they're looking at you, they're looking for a fresh new voice, someone who's exciting, someone who's truly passionate about driving this kind of multi-generational um, type of stuff. And that would give you more of a competitive edge over anyone else because there's only one you, and if you have all those... Um, passions displayed, then it, it make it a lot more powerful for when people are reading your bio. Oh, that's great. Do you think um, you have a story in mind that you could kind of add in there to help strengthen it? I do. Um, yeah, I definitely do. Because I've been thinking about, I created a small video about what I do for training, but wondering if I... It's hard for me sometimes to write into words for you to be, truly be able to see my passion. So I'm wondering if I could write something out, but also just have a video there so they could see it and they could get to know me a little bit better about my about my story. I think that's a great idea to do the video. And if you're having a little bit of difficulty translating that excitement into words, uh, easy thing that you can is after you record the video, you could send it to a transcription service like Rev or another one. Uh, They could transcribe it for you, and most of that excitement will come through in that transcript. Oh, great idea. Yeah, then you just polish it up, so then you don't have to think about how do I showcase this passion and when I'm writing, because as you're saying it, that passion's already there, so once you just take Mm -hmm. the words from that translate it to a text document, the passion follows it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, so that's a really easy way to get that passion out there. And, uh, yeah, I think it would really help you a lot. Uh, another thing is uh, when I was scrolling through your uh, Twitter feed earlier, I saw a video where the camera was about 30 feet away from you. Was that a cell phone or was that a, a actual camera? Oh, it was probably my cell phone. Oh, that was your cell phone? So your cell phone actually has the ability to be hooked up to professional sound equipment. Uh, Like, you know, Mm -hmm. on, like, uh, those expensive $2,800 cameras, they usually have those uh, wireless lavaliers that they hook up on you, and you've probably had them on you when you spoke at, like, maybe a conference or at an event before. Yes. 
you can actually plug that into your phone through a converter called an iRig Pre and then hook that up to yourself. So if you're ever at an event and you want to take more B-roll, take more video, or take parts of your actual talk, it doesn't sound like muffled and far away where it's like you are 30 feet away from there, even though you are. You can wear that lavalier, and it comes across as if you're just right there, so you don't get that sound. Oh. Um, so your, videos, uh, your video quality just increases significantly with that. Oh, great idea. Yeah. Um, it's time for a commercial break, so we'll hop over to a commercial break, and um, you can find Alyssa at Not Okay, That's Okay. Is that right? Uh, not Okay, That's Okay, Coach.com. Cool, and you can find me at uh, Leonard Cam, Mr. Leonard Kim on like Twitter and stuff, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Tuesday at noon Pacific time at 3 p.m. Eastern time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market this is grow your influence tree to reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here with Alyssa Carpenter. We've been discussing personal branding tips on how to really get uh, the positioning for Alyssa down. And we've been chatting about a few different things from, like, uh, sound quality with video and some stuff with the bio. Uh, Now, I know that one of the things that uh, Alyssa really focuses on is content creation. Um, In regards to content creation, can you um, explain some of the things that you're doing with that, Alyssa? So I've been writing blog posts and creating videos for both um, the blog as well as social networks. I feel like that's probably the biggest content creation that I'm creating at this point. So what you're probably doing is you're putting the blog posts onto your website and then the videos on your social media. Is that um, kind of what you're doing right now? Yes and no. So when I post on LinkedIn, I'll copy and paste the content that was on the blog to an actual LinkedIn article. So if you're on LinkedIn, it shows up as a LinkedIn article. If you're on the other social networks, it'll go to the blog. And sometimes I'll post it directly into the social networks. Like I feel like LinkedIn almost rewards you for using their platform to host the content. Cool. So you're using uh, LinkedIn for articles and then your blog for articles and uh, how about the other platforms? Um, I've done, I haven't used Medium. Um, I have for interviews with people, but I haven't used it for my content. Cool. 
Um, one thing that's really easy for you to do is to maybe start using Medium and also start using Quora for your content and then put okay. in your content those places too because then you just have more areas where uh, your content exists. Like I'm um, sure that there has to be someone on Quora who's asked questions like how do you deal how do you deal with a multi-generational workforce and someone out there has to have asked that question and, and these are things that your content could probably address and help Please. other people really uh, understand what you do, especially since it's answering a specific question that other will, others will probably have. Does that um, distract with the SEO or anything, or no, because it was already on my blog first? Uh, well, a lot of people, they have this fear of duplicate content, but Google knows who the author is, and if they're all being authored by Alyssa Carpenter, then you're going to be fine. Where Google has a problem with it is if XYZ uh, person like Leonard Kim steals Alyssa Carpenter's blog post and uh, uh, Leonard Kim and uh, that would be plagiarizing so they probably ding my website for it but then in regards to you posting your own content in multiple places they don't really have a problem with that because they know who's uh, actually the author. So um, another thing is but these other platforms like Medium and Quora, depending on what the search term is, sometimes they will perform better in the search engines than your website would. So uh, when it comes to SEO, uh, some people could even be discovering your articles on these other platforms when they wouldn't normally find it from your website because it would be buried deep down. That's such a good idea. And when you're on the social networks, if you're posting the content, and then you're you're pushing it from from wherever to Twitter. Do you or the other social networks? Do you suggest that you push it from your website or from Medium or or Quora? Where should it come from? Well, normally what I do is I put it on Quora first, and the reason I do that is because they have content syndication networks. Like they work with like Forbes, Inc., Dog Catalog, Newsweek, uh, Medical Daily, blah, 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 all these other places. And uh, let's say they're scouring through their content and they come across your content and it's a fit for maybe like Inc. Magazine. What they'll do is they'll normally uh, send you a message and ask you, hey, are you okay if we uh, syndicate this onto this platform? And then when they do, you don't just have your article on your website and on Quora and Medium and on LinkedIn. You potentially have it onto other platforms as well. Um, That's awesome. So Quora, Quora has this thing, if the content shows up on Quora first, they uh, could use it for the syndication network. So that's why I usually post to Quora first. So I usually do Quora, Medium, LinkedIn, then my website. And uh, when it comes to sharing on social media, I usually I usually share my uh, my website link. Okay. Um, because when I'm sharing something from my network uh, and I'm pushing it out, I usually use my link to drive traffic back to my site because I'm probably the only one who's going to drive traffic to my site. It's really rare for someone else to drive traffic to your uh, uh, personal site. So, but the uh, good thing is when you post it onto like Quora, Medium, and LinkedIn, um, as you've probably seen with your LinkedIn articles, they push those out to your uh, second and third degree connections and they just push it through the network that already exists. On Quora, mm -hmm. people are following certain topics like career advice. Uh, people who follow that topic can also see the content that you're making because it's within the topics that they follow. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, so that way you get additional exposure off of what you're already creating, which just gives you a little bit more credibility. That's um, great. Cool. In regards to adding some personal content, I know you've been kind of scared and wondering, like, how personal can you go? Um, how personal are you going right now? My Instagram's pretty personal because then I see it as a really different platform. Like you wouldn't see that I have two kids. I'm married. I live outside of Philadelphia. Like I'm pretty much an open book, um, more so on Instagram. But I wasn't sure 
what, and I, I'd share more on Twitter probably, but some of the other networks, I wasn't sure how much to share that personal versus kind of professional. So I, I think what's happened over the last, uh, ever since social media came about, they're like, oh, this is how you act on Facebook. This is how you act on LinkedIn. This is how you act on Twitter. This is how you act on Instagram. And then people made all these invisible rules that everyone's like, oh, no, I can't put something like that on my Instagram. Or, oh, no, I can't put something like that on my LinkedIn. And it's been kind of this thing where a lot of people, um, like, start compartmentalizing different things. Like, I'm looking at your Instagram right now, and it's completely different from your Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> and it seems like I'm different personalities, but I'm the same person. <laughs> right? And um, I think one of the biggest uh, problems that I've seen, and it's something that I really cover in uh, the book, that's the act reveal the surprising power of the real you for greater success, is that uh, people compartmentalize themselves in different areas of their life. Like, in person, you take a normal person and how they act at their job, how they act at, to their superior, to their subordinate, to their equal, how they act towards their uh, dad, their mom, their sister, their brother, their best friend, their um, okay friend, uh, different gender, how they act towards uh, their acquaintance. Then when you take all those things from online, like people act different in every single situation. And I think a lot of people have been used to like compartmentalizing and making a different personality for every single interaction that they have, which um, over time can get pretty exhausting. And um, it's like, which one's really the real you? <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and then like you have this concept where everything's not, everyone's not okay and that's okay. and. Maybe some of the reasons that everyone's not okay is because they think they have to be different ways on every single place. And they think they have to compartmentalize their life and create all these different personalities to fit into different areas of their life. But what if you were to take all those invisible borders away and you were like, oh, you know what? I'm just Alyssa Carpenter. I'm going to be the exact same thing on every single platform. So... And let's say your Instagram content was also what was on your Twitter, and your Twitter content was also what was on your Instagram. And your LinkedIn content included both your Twitter and your Instagram, and they were all combined together. How do you think people would kind of view you? I think the same. I guess I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not as concerned about what other people would think per se and it would probably make my life just easier <laughs> versus putting one story on Instagram and then spending more time on Twitter and then doing something else on LinkedIn so if I'm able to do it all together and it looks consistent it would make my life a lot easier <laughs> save a lot of time that's for sure well, one side of it is it's a lot easier for you to actually do everything. The other side of it is sometimes when it comes to business, uh, you'll look at someone and you'll be like, wow, they're wearing a Mickey Mouse hat. I actually love Disneyland. I want to go contact this person and talk to them about uh, Disneyland and business stuff. Or, oh, wow, um, she loves donuts. I, I love this too. And then when you kind of get these personal elements mixed into it, and so it just being a purely business channel, people are able to kind of engage with you more. That's true. That's really... Because the one that throws me off sometimes is LinkedIn because I'll try to add a little bit and make it in between Instagram and Twitter, if that makes sense. That kind of a little bit professional, but also personal. But that one throws me a little bit about... Because some people have very strong opinions about that particular platform. Yeah, and then it's okay if certain people have strong opinions about that platform. You just go, oh, thanks for your opinion. <laughs> and you just let it right. go. That's pretty much where I've been like, okay, I'm just finding my own space. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a discovery to find your own lane. And even if people – I've been watching LinkedIn ever since they put out that video platform. And then I've seen people put, like, a video that you would only kind of see on Facebook and go, oh, look, this is just a happy, have a happy day. Then the thing has, like, 500,000 views, and it's, like, 100% yeah. Facebook content. So if you think about, like, what the barriers are now, it's not even 
there aren't any barriers anymore because people are just breaking these invisible rules that shouldn't have existed in the first time, and they're just being their whole authentic true self. And when they are, they're kind of reaping the benefits of it. No, it's true. Because, I, I mean, I completely think that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So if they're able to see all the elements in me in one space, that would probably be much better than them trying to go to four different platforms to figure out which quarter of me are they seeing in that one platform. Yeah, like if I was following you on Twitter, then I would know you, but I don't know if I would like you or trust you. Um, but then if I follow you on Instagram, I would definitely say I could trust you and probably like you too. So it's all about... <laughs> You're like, I'm not convinced. Maybe I would like you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like when you combine all those three things together, it just gives you that much more of a powerful competitive edge compared to the other person because you're letting people see your whole self and it's all about knowing, liking, and trusting. Uh, like one of my friends, Aaron Orendorf, who's actually in the book as well, he has this rule where he goes 80-20, where he puts out 80% of his content as personal content and then the 20% that he puts out is his business content. But because he puts out so much uh, personal content and builds those relationships, when he does release the business type of content, a lot more people pay attention, a lot more people engage, and a lot more shit share because they built that personal connection with him first. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is um, really going out there and diving deep into building like these personal relationships with others. Like, for example, I have this massive following now and um, the other week, I asked my friend if he could do a, a scrape of my data for Twitter to extract the verified followers. And I think yeah. he pulled out 3,800 people. I'm like, what the hell? I have 3,800 people who are verified who follow me? Like, Gordon Ramsay follows me? Tyga follows me? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is so weird. And then, sure, they might be like loose connections, but then... They follow me because I'm not just putting out pure business content. If I was, would they be as interested? Right. And then, oh, that's so true. Yeah. And then you have to think about it from the other person's perspective who's just sitting there on their feed. I'm using Twitter. I'm sitting here. I'm scrolling through. I'm reading my news articles for the day. And I'm seeing a meme account. And I'm like, ha, 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 that's funny. And then I'm like, oh, here's... Um, Here's Leonard doing his weird thing. Cool. He's on top of my mind. Oh, wow. Two weeks later, oh, wow, this is a great piece of business advice Leonard just shared. I should probably click on that. And then, like, it's kind of like building that personal relationship with them on scale. That's really what social media helps you do. And um, if you're sharing more of that personalized content, it's just going to help you overall because the whole um, – the whole thing that really comes down to success is who you know and how strong those relationships are. That's really true. It's funny. I never thought about putting a picture of me at a Phillies game on some platforms. I just, I don't know why, but I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, like how many people like baseball and how many people in Philadelphia like the Phillies? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and then, everyone. Like, I hope. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and then if you're <laughs> Philadelphia, and then you're sharing something of the Phillies, and then let's say that a uh, person who's hiring you to go and uh, work at you, their company and do a talk over there, they love the Phillies too. Guess what? You have a whole conversation starter. That's true. Without even like before you even start. Yeah. And if you kind of add in all these little elements of things that you enjoy too into your bio, what it does is it gives you that much more power in your bio where people are instantaneously feeling like they know you before they even meet you. And when people, the more that people feel like they know you, the uh, higher your closing ratio becomes when it comes time to actually go and do these um, workshops and negotiate contracts and things like that. That's a great point. Yeah, so kind of everything goes up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a cool cup. 
Wherever you are, be all there. There's something about a warm cup of coffee and a cute mug that makes my day. See, isn't that like so cool? Like that that's perfect for like Twitter. That's perfect for like LinkedIn. <laughs> I know that I said and it would make me let my life so much easier. It's like, okay, I'm gonna post this for all of my platforms versus figuring out which image goes for which one for no arbitrary reason. <laughs> Yeah, and then how how well do you think this little like elephant and seahorse picture would do on other platforms? Like that just shows like oh my god, she loves cute stuff. She's a caring mother. X Y Z. There's painting and cooking. That shows your creative side, so that works too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think the hardest part when it comes to really doing this is. Um, it's not really, it's, I, I think it's difficult to really think about mixing the uh, business and the personal together. But then the harder part of it all is to share like the uh, hardships that you had to and tie those in because um, that's really what builds that true human connection. The No, that's really true. And I think I need to I do some videos sometimes about it on, on Twitter. I've talked a little bit about it on LinkedIn, but I feel like Instagram is where in the captions, I talk, we know today's not a great day or, you know, this didn't go well, but this went really well. I think I have more of my personal life on Instagram. So I, I think it would make so much more sense <laughs> to like, combine them in different spaces. Yeah. And I, I think it's a little difficult to like figure out how to like weave it in. And a lot of people find difficulty with that. But especially since your business is called everything's, uh, everything's not okay, but that's okay. Um, when, when you kind of have a page where you're smiling in every single picture, it's like uh, a little bit hard to uh, relate that everything isn't okay. So I think if you're able to share some of those more vulnerable moments too, it just makes your business and your branding just that much more powerful because you're showing that it really isn't all okay and you you have that with your audience. Yeah, that's great. And I definitely do that in the captions for sure yeah. um, with, with the stories behind it. Pretty typically I'm usually smiling. It's hard to get a picture of me not smiling but I'll do a picture of something else but I will I like I'm very vulnerable I'll share um different things in the comments or I'll yeah. tell a story about something in my in the insta, insta stories yeah the only problem is most people are going to pull up your Instagram and then look at the grid where there's like nine or twelve pictures on there yeah. <laughs> uh, it's hard yeah I agree with you <laughs> yeah well, um, it's time for our next commercial break. Uh, you can find um, Alyssa at, uh, where, where could people find you again, Alyssa? Sure. It's not okay. That's okay. Coach.com. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to The Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim back with Alyssa Carpenter and we've been um, just talking about personal branding and all the fun things that we could do to really improve Alyssa's efforts. Um, so Alyssa, you've been going out there and uh, you've been doing your new uh, multi-generational workshops for about the last year, right? Uh, two years or so, yes. Cool. And in that time frame, how many companies do you think you've worked with where you've either, like, keynoted or you've done a workshop or something like that? Oh, 50, I'd wow. say. So much. <laughs> That's so yeah, much. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the decent amount yeah, that's pretty good. Um, how, how do you feel that you go from getting one to the next one? Um, it's funny because I'm a planner with things, and sometimes companies and organizations will plan the day and the people in the room, but won't always plan the, like a facilitator for an event. So sometimes I worry about what is six or seven months going to look like from now. Um, just because things aren't necessarily always planned out. So I mm-hmm. do worry sometimes. Like the, each month, it's definitely some months are great, some months are a little bit less. I just I feel like it's not as predictable, obviously, as a full-time job. So I do worry a little bit about that sometimes. And then when you get one gig to the next one, it's usually... Like, how, how does the second and the third person find out about what you're doing? They're at the first event, and then they consider you for their second or third one or it depends what where I'm speaking so if I'm so I was just with a company in one of their departments and then another department heard about me through that one so then I worked with another department and then another department heard so I got three or four engagements so far from one organization in different departments if I'm speaking at let's say a larger human resource event there could be a hundred people in the room all from different organizations so I might get people from that event from different organizations, different organizations reaching out for me at different times. But my biggest sales driver is people actually seeing and participating in my training or, or seeing me speak. That's awesome. Uh, with, with all that success that you're kind of generating where you're hopping from one company to the next to the next, Maybe something that you could do to help build that traction is make maybe like a two to five minute video where you're kind of uh, piecing together like maybe a part of a talk that you did that you felt was very powerful, talking, uh, showing all the different companies that you've worked with, uh, putting in like your uh, places that you've been featured and things like that. And um, do you use Facebook at all for your marketing? Um, just, I have a page. Um, I don't, I post on there and I'll engage when people engage, but I don't use it that often. Have you ever used Facebook ads before? A little bit. It was a little bit difficult for me to figure out, so I tried. Um, I'm sure there was a different way to go about it. Um... There's a pretty simple way to go about it, and it would be easy to explain if you were in front of a computer, too. But Facebook gives you three tabs when you click on Create Ad in the Business Manager. Uh, The first tab would be, what do you want to do? Do you want to drive video views? Do you want to drive clicks? Or what what do you want to do? Um, For the situation we're considering here, what you would probably want to do is you want to drive video views. And then on that same tab, it gives you a maximum budget that you want to allocate for this campaign. And you can pick an arbitrary number anywhere from like $5 all the way to $50,000 that you feel is necessary for a campaign. Um, But what's important is the second page of the campaign. That second page of the campaign, it actually lets you target uh, people by interests, by uh, different uh, segmentations in their life. Like you could find people who are like newlyweds, married for a long time, about to be married, things like that. 
But they also have this really, really interesting feature where you could target people by the type of companies that they work for or the actual companies that they work for. Um, oh, you, neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So what you can kind of do with this is you have all these successes that you've had. You've worked with a lot of these other companies. Once you get that video and you kind of put it together, uh, you could show that social proof, and then you could, like, target it to, like, maybe uh, University of X. And then everyone at University of X who's an employee could potentially see your ad. And then you could run another ad that's targeted to maybe um, people at Microsoft, or you could run another ad where people are at uh, IBM. And you could run all these different ads targeted at different companies. So then the people at these companies become familiar with who you are and they start to see your results. So basically what you're doing is you're taking a tactic that I like to consider to be called success stacking, where you're taking all your wins and you're stacking them all up together. And then you're showing it to the people who are uh, most likely to benefit from uh, seeing all the successes that you've had already, seeing a little bit about your work and what type of person you are, and potentially bringing you into their company to come and speak to. So I'd be creating essentially video testimonials from other people, so it's from their perspective. Uh, it could be, like I probably, you've seen the speaker reel before, right? Yes, I do have a speaker reel. Uh, so it would kind of be like a mix of a speaker reel, a little bit more personalized to that particular company. Like maybe if you're making one and you're targeting Walmart employees, maybe in that video you directly say Walmart, so then the people who are watching are like, wow, th this is a customized video just for me. <laughs> uh, and then maybe, and then so it would be like, Part speaker reel, part talking directly, part credibility, and part you in action, something of that nature. But yeah. getting elements and showing it to the people who could potentially be the decision makers to bring you into the next talk. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think aside from that... I mean, most of what you're doing is absolutely amazing. It's not often uh, you find someone who breaks into a new industry and uh, books 50 of these things already. So, um, I mean, I think you're doing phenomenal at what you're doing, and these tiny okay. things help maybe move it a little further into the right direction. No, thank you. I, I appreciate it. You never know how, you know, what everything looks like in terms of like, being consistent, and I... I appreciate you looking at all the information. It's hard. It's hard with all the social platforms and the websites. And I think it's, to me, it's confusing. Yeah. Digital is not fun. But it works. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love how you were saying it's about people and it's about, I mean, it's, I am really big on building relationships, but it's, it's so important to reveal your whole self on all these different spaces because people will do business with people. Yeah, of course. And that's really the uh, bottom line of everything, just building those human connections because that's all we're all about, building camaraderie, showing candor, building trust with others so then we can go out there and actually have those relations that, relationships that help us move the needle. No, I uh, think that's really cool. Yeah. On a scale like 1 to 10, how do you feel like the advice was today? How do I feel about what? I'm sorry. Oh, about the advice I shared with you today on like a scale 1 to 10, how would you kind of rate it? 12. It was awesome. <laughs> it was great. Awesome. That's good to hear. Um, so in regards to uh, the next steps, I guess when you're going out there and you're upgrading your bio and you're making new content, uh, if you want to run it by me, so I could give your give me uh, give your uh, give my opinion and help you reshape the content to be even stronger, uh, you're more than welcome to send any content my way so I could examine it and help you tweak it so uh, it could get some better performance for what you're doing. Oh, that would be amazing. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, anytime. So uh, once you update your bio, when you're making new content, anything that you're looking at doing, just let me know, and then I'll give you some pointers along the way so it could be stronger. Um, another thing that I could do is Ryan and I, uh, I think last year, we made a personal branding course that's like $2,600 that teaches you like everything that you need to know about how to really build your brand and all that other stuff. Some of it you've probably already done already. But uh, there could be other things that you haven't even considered. We'd like to give that to you for free so you could kind of take a look at everything and see. Uh, oh, that'd be awesome. Us. You're way <laughs> too nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being okay. I'm just. <laughs> You're too modest. <laughs> yeah, but I'll get you over that course afterwards. Um, actually, I, don't, yeah, I probably do have your email somewhere. Um, I'll look for that and I'll send that over. And uh, let's see, Ryan and I, we come out with this book in October, uh, the one I mentioned earlier, uh, Ditch the Act, Reveal the Surprising Power of the Real You for Greater Success. Um, if you could like help us like share it or if any of those company leaders that you talk to might be like interested in reading it and maybe providing a blurb. Um, we have a lot of uh, testimonials on the entrepreneurial side, but then we're a little bit uh, short on like the uh, employee management uh, type side. So if you have any references for people who might potentially yeah. be leave a blurb, that would kind of be awesome. Oh, I'm sure I do. I'll definitely pass them along. Yay. <laughs> do you have any final words for the audience? That everybody should do this? <laughs> I think it's, it's hard. It's vulnerable to put yourself out there and say, you know, all the changes that you might need to make. But I, I think it's worth having a conversation with someone just to make sure. So I just, I mean, I really, truly appreciate you taking the time and looking at everything for me. Yeah, of course. And if anyone wants to do this and not have it be done over the radio show, I always do these things, but they do cost money and private. The only reason it's not costing money is because it's public, so people can do it. <laughs> Everybody's got my business now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, some people are comfortable with hopping into the public seat and going, oh, yeah, this is what I really want to learn and things like that. And then other people are like, you know what, I'm too private. And I might not talk about this much, but I do do these things like in um, real life off the phone for money too. So I guess I'll just drop that in there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, um, we're really glad everyone could join us for another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Uh, so happy to have Alyssa Carpenter with us today. If you want to find Alyssa online, you can find her at not okay, that's okay, dot, or uh, um, do you want not to okay, that's okay, coach.com. You're good. <laughs> cool. I almost got it. I said dot coach, but it's not okay, <laughs> that's okay, coach.com. You can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim, and you know, it's going to be an exciting week. Today I have a boot camp to do in about two hours with about 10 physicians. And that's going to be fun. I'll be out looking for more book blurbs. And I guess you'll be out having some fun too this weekend, right? Party, party. And I guess we'll see you all next week for another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.